0: It's another episode of Wanna Hear Something Cool with John and Rod. Uh before we begin this week's episode, I have to ask Rod what the hell is going on? With what? With you. <laughs> I okay, just for the listeners. I'm just <laughs>
1: Rod is literally
0: wearing gray sweatpants.
1: I am. I am. And
0: granted, it's it's after nine, but you came in here
1: in into gray gray the studio pants, yeah.
0: in gray sweatpants. With a package of Skittles. <laughs> with a package of
1: Skittles that he
0: dumped out onto the table in front of us and has yes. just been picking at
1: yes. the whole thing.
0: Not eating them They're out of delicious. the bag no, like a human being long.
1: with dignity. It takes too long. <laughs> I know I'm going to eat the whole bag, so just dump it out and start eating it. Why would you like, go? I'm just going to have three or four? You're not going to have three or four. You're going to eat a whole damn bag. No,
0: I literally I've been. I've you know been, how much weird stuff has probably happened on that
1: table. <laughs> this is a table at a
0: radio station. <laughs> you're right. It's probably some funky. intern probably got <coughs> their buttons stuffed right there yeah, on that table. button stuffed. Their right buttons stuffed right
1: there. And no, you're I've been. Skittles I've right I've, off of it. I've been busy all weekend. Mm-hmm. I did work on the car, and I've been cleaning out my garage, and smoking a lot of pot this weekend, and. <laughs> Been kind of out of it, so yeah, I didn't feel like putting pants on today, so I put on sweatpants.
0: I don't think I've ever had that. I don't no. think I've ever had a, I don't feel like putting on pants today. Type really? Of yeah. yeah. I bet they. I bet they do happen for a lot of people. Happen for me. But I'm just so <laughs> ashamed of my deformed, weird body that I just don't do it. Here's the other thing. My my body is especially deformed from the hips down. I have like the legs of a man who's about four foot nine. <laughs> but I
1: am six feet tall, and the my giant legs are head. really short, and the giant head <laughs> it's like a like a what was the thing of sorry, Meriden where like, like a orange on a toothpick. like an orange on a toothpick.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna cry myself to <laughs> sleep, sleep on, on my hike. wee little pillow.
1: <laughs> so I've never had a day where I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck pants. That's that's uh, about every third day for me. Every third day, <laughs> like yeah, I'm not putting pants on. Today. I really want you to come
0: into work tomorrow.
1: In like pajama pants. Just pajama pants.
0: (laughs) I did that one time. You did, actually. Nobody 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 even noticed. Nobody cared. (laughs) Which shows the level of respect that I have around this place. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if I showed up with a suit on, people would be like, dude, what? What happened? You got court today? Yeah, yeah. That that that
1: would be the first thing I thought. If I saw you in a suit, I would say to you, do you have court today? I'm
0: pretty sure as soon as somebody sees me in a suit, they're going to start... Going, oh, God, I got to get that guy a condolence card. Somebody's obviously (laughs) Somebody obviously died. Somebody obviously close to him died. All right, so on uh, Want to Hear Something Cool, what we do is talk about cool facts about movies, television, and music. Uh, I'll start off. Every year, and I I just decided Mm -hmm. on the first day of spring every year, Mm -hmm. I decided this about three years ago, I am going to binge watch the entire series of Scrubs, not... The tenth season with the med school and all, yeah, that, that, that doesn't one, count. That doesn't. That gets count. weird because JD's not really in it. Yeah, it's, it's just not. not it, yeah, but I watch the entire series of Scrubs up until the part where JD leaves at the end, Uh, and I love the show. But it's it's also like a comfort thing for me, like really? my gray sweatpants. It's Indeed. just something I can have on in the background. <laughs> I know all of the plots and I know a lot of the lines well enough, but I just love immersing myself in that world. Where, I love you know, Scrubs. It's yeah, a great it's, show. it's a great show. They, they're friends, and they work at the hospital. And then there's there's Dr. Cox, who's a complicated man. No one understands him. Oh, he's him, hilarious. Even his woman. And uh, he was so, in a John C. McGinley or Dr. Cox. Dr.
1: Cox. Oh, really? he was in a, a like a scary movie, like a Dean Koontz book turned into a movie, where he was like the killer. As Dr. Cox. No, he wasn't oh. Dr. Cox. So but John it was the C. Same McGinley. same guy. He was terrifying. Yeah, no, he he's he's a scary dude. Yeah, he was terrifying in that movie. When, it wasn't a great movie, but he was terrifying. Like his his part was awesome. And then when I saw him as Dr. Cox, I was like, he kind of scares me.
0: The first time you probably saw him, other than in Platoon, was probably yeah. in Office Space.
1: Because yeah. he was one of yeah, the bobs that's right. in Office Space. That's right. Do you remember how roided out
0: he looked in yeah. Office Space? And when you see him in Scrubs, it's like a totally different it's like when you see uh um Edward Norton. Thank you. Finally got it. When you see Edward Norton in American History X and then anything else. Oh, yeah. He was huge in American yeah. History X. He obviously was on steroids. He was so, like, I. it was funny because he was in the Hulk. He actually looked bigger in American History X oh, than he did as the bigger, Hulk. Yeah, way bigger. He was terrified. Only the Hulk didn't have a big
1: Nazi no, 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 swastika yeah, be, on it. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get us off track. What oh, were you telling me oh, anyway, about Scrubs?
0: So, Scrubs uh with John C. McGinley. um uh what was I going to say? Oh, because because uh, he, I was, no, I was going to say in Office Space, John C. McGinley, when he got that job, when um, Mike Judge, who made Office Space, gave it to him, was like, John C. McGinley was like, yeah, uh, good. When I get there, I'm going to kick all those little kids' asses.
1: Okay. And Mike Judge was like, what? <laughs> There's
0: not, like, little kids. <laughs> what are you talking about? children on the set of Office Space. <laughs> you, the, you do know what this movie is. He's like, I'm going to show all those kids what's going on in the real world or something. And Mike Judge was like, okay, you're you're playing a consultant <laughs> who loves Michael Bolton. And John C. McGinley was like, what, I couldn't hear you over me injecting myself with steroids. But the thing I actually wanted to get to as far as Scrubs is concerned, finally, in the most roundabout way I think we've ever done on this yes. show, uh, Bill Lawrence, who... Uh, Created Scrubs and, and wrote it and everything like that. Yes. He said that he did not come up with the Dr. Cox calling JD, Zach Braff, uh, a bunch of different names, uh, the girl names. Girl names. Always a him. girl name. Apparently, that is something that John C. McGinley does to his neighbor, John Cusack.
1: Oh, you're kidding which me. Which
0: just makes me love John C. McGinley even more. <laughs> that he, every time he sees John Cusack, he comes up with a different girl Calls name. Calls him call. a different girl name yeah, every time. Every
1: single time. And it was just so much fun, he brought it into the script.
0: Yeah, they're like, hey, hey, like, apparently Scrubs was a very free-form show. Right. It was a script, but they could just do whatever they wanted. Yeah, and And uh, we're
1: encouraged to, from the way I understand it. Well,
0: Neil Flynn, who played the janitor, is now currently on uh, The Middle. Yeah. Um, Neil Flynn apparently never, ever, ever on that show actually said a line that was in the script. Everything he said was totally improvised. To the point where, by the fourth season, they would write in the script uh, where the janitor was supposed to say something, Neil does something, and then they move on. Really? Yeah. Like, he would do whatever he needed to do in the context of the right, scene. Right,
1: right. The point is to get to this point, or this is what's going on in the scene.
0: Yeah, but like, the very first scene he had was uh, with, with Zach Braff, mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to, you know, get the door Right, stuff.
1: yeah, Wonder if somebody put a penny up there. And
0: yeah. and instead of, he apparently Neil Flynn was just supposed to say a penny uh, and go back to his work. But instead, he decided to grab his screwdriver, point it at Zach Braff like a knife, yeah, yeah. and go, why a penny? <laughs> I find a penny in there. Did you put a penny up there? Yeah. You and I are going to tussle. <laughs> so, love scrubs. Love scrubs. Love we could make scrubs. This, we could just do a podcast about, about scrubs. About scrubs. Called it Scrubcast.
1: So here's my TV thing. Mm. Uh, you know the show How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I, love I know that you're show. a fan of that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scenes with the kids, where he's Bob Saget, because at some point the guy in How I Met Your Mother turns into Bob Saget.
0: Yeah, how did that happen? I don't, I don't understand. How did his that. voice change? Yeah, I don't
1: understand that. Like it makes sense if it's a little kid, right? You could have somebody else do the voice, but if it's a grown man, yeah. Well, they never show Bob Saget. The only thing that's different is his voice
0: change. I was hoping in the finale like somebody would come up and kick him in the throat or something. And people were like, you sound (laughs) like that
1: douchebag from America's Funniest Home Videos. (laughs) So anyways, the scenes with the kids uh, where he's actually telling them the story. You always see it at the beginning of the episode. They shot all those scenes mostly during the first season. Because first of all, they had no idea how long the show was going to run. And they didn't want the kids to age because that was all supposed to take place in one setting. So they shot all those scenes in the first season and they just kept using them. At the very beginning of the second season, they had an idea of how they were going to end it. So they shot the finale scenes with the kids at the very beginning of the second season and then held on to it for all those years. Until the show finally wrapped up, and then they could actually use those scenes.
0: See, I think that was a mistake. I think they should have shown him telling it to the kids and let the kids age. Over time. Because
1: one of the problems with that show
0: is he's supposed to be telling them this all in one sitting. Right. If you sit down and watch it, I binge watched that show uh, about a month ago, and it took me from the 9th of February until the 24th of February to watch the whole thing. And let me just tell you guys, the life of a talk show host, there's a lot of free time. I don't, a lot there of is at watching. least six hours of my day where I'm not doing anything and I was just letting it play in the background while I was walking around the house with pants on, with pants on, <laughs> of course, uh, but it, so it didn't make any sense. Like him sitting down and telling him this in one sitting. Right. and actually it would have been better because then as the show progressed and got even a little more raunchy, then oh, okay, the kids are old enough the to kids hear this. Are actually, story. or a in little fact, older. They could have even played to that. and Be like, well, you kids are old enough to hear this story now. Right. About you know, well, how I, one of I the Eiffel things I loved your in the, Aunt
1: Robin with one of the th- Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> I mean, Barney. Me and Uncle Barney, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> um, one of the things I love in that show is when they talk about college, and mm-hmm. instead of talking about sitting around smoking weed, they always say that they were eating sandwiches. And you'll see them holding the yep. subs like they're bongs, you know, yeah. or they're holding a sub and smoke's coming out of their mouth. Yeah. They're like, it doesn't make any sense. They can literally make anal
0: sex jokes on that show right. and did, but the the sandwich thing, uh, he couldn't tell his kids that he was that actually he smoking pot. pot. Yeah. And he realized, of course, that it's not that he couldn't tell his kids he was smoking pot. It's that the network would not have allowed them right. to show them smoking pot in a... Positive context. Right. So anything, anything else you, you can do. And, it's insinuate. just sinuate. The FCC is so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's just so. Barney so can stupid. bang two chicks in a night. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Show somebody <laughs> enjoying a perfectly harmless drug. <laughs> no way. No way. No way. Uh, let's go to movies. What do you got for movies?
1: What do I got for movies? Um, I will tell you what I got for movies. Oh, boy. Put them on the spot. That's right. In 1990, I, this fascinates me. In 1996, Toy Biz, a company that makes toys for Marvel... Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this story. I know we're going with this. I love this. ...had to go to court Mm -hmm. and fight in court to get the X-Men declared not human. Not human. Because there is a tariff, a tax on... Dolls. Dolls, on toys. So if it's a, a lifelike thing, if it's a human... Because they tried this with action figures and they said, well, these aren't dolls, they're action figures. It's G.I. Joe or it's Star Wars. Lucas fought it and was like, well, these aren't dolls. But they said, yes, but the ones that are human are considered a doll. Mm -hmm. And if it's a human, then it's taxed at this rate. And Toy Biz went to court and fought for a ridiculously long time uh, from 96 until 03. They battled in court over whether or not the X-Men were human, and it was finally decided that they were not human—that they were mutants and all this—and they had. See, that bothers me. I, here's the thing: it bothers me too, yeah. because in the comic book, right, they fight to, to prove, prove they're that they're nothing That's, more than humans. It's a
0: goddamn
1: allegory
0: for the civil rights movement, right? Goddamn it! And they, they, the. Oh, and no they, and
1: so they fight in, in the book and and talk about how they're human. They're just ah. they're just evolving more and all this stuff, but they're people and it's humans and it's mutants. But we're all humans and the whole fight thing is going yeah. on, and that's what the whole story's about. This, yeah, again, but yet the creators go to court and go, no, they're not human.
0: No, they're not human. So we can save some money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I mean, I love that.
0: I love. That, that played out like that? and Yes. I mean, because that's like a, a, a riddle within a riddle. That's a, a metaphor within a metaphor, because the whole mutant thing was Stan Lee's way of addressing uh, the civil rights era right. in this country by saying, oh, they're not, it's not black and white, they're mutants. Like, yeah. what if we start treating people with supernatural powers like this? We all know that black people have supernatural powers. I mean, look, well, they hide it, but I they mean, do. You can ask any white woman who's walking funny that. Um <laughs> 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 but yeah, oh, that, that it pissed me off though to just save some money, right? They went no, they're not really. They human. It totally went
1: against everything they've been writing in all right. these comic books, and, and then the judge
0: bought it too. Yeah, what the hell is a judge going? Oh, I just think you it's mean, hilarious because uh, they got that the DNA whatever sequencing for seven
1: off. years. This court battle went on, yeah, before they finally went. All right, fine, they're not right. human. Yeah, <laughs> I just. Uh.
0: Uh, My thing
1: is, the
0: Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Do you know why he's the Tin Man?
1: Why is he the Tin Man?
0: He wasn't like magically, he wasn't originally a Tin Man that got magically enchanted and then whatever. Apparently, his backstory, and this is horrifying, Okay, his backstory was he was just a regular woodsman and he's out chopping down a tree one time, uh, pissed off some kind of witch who had, I don't know, she fucking got her broomsticks from the tree or whatever I don't know made her magical wooden dildos from right, that tree right probably probably yes and uh he pissed her off a so she dildo. enchanted his axe so that he would have like really bad aim with it so as he's cutting he cuts off an arm goes to a tin maker says give me a tin arm and they go okay tin arm it is so then he goes back to the trees cutting <laughs> okay cuts off the other arm
1: Tis but a scratch. Right, exactly. The black knight
0: <laughs> goes back to the tin maker and is like, You okay, look, what happened again. I need another right. arm. Jesus Christ I suck. I don't know. I don't know what's put going the thumb
1: on. on the other side this time.
0: Goes back out there, hacks off his leg, his right leg, his left leg. I don't know how he took care of the torso. It ends with him being made out of tin except for his head, and then he hacks off that last. Somehow goes to the tin maker. And says, could you give me a tin one of those two? And the tin maker's like, yeah, this isn't the weirdest thing I've seen today. Fine. So
1: that's how he became
0: That's how he became the tin man. The tin man. Yep. What always bothered me about the Wizard of Oz is there's a scene where the scarecrow has a gun. Have you ever noticed
1: that? <laughs> the scarecrow a has c- a gun? The
0: scarecrow has a- the scarecrow is packed. He's got the heat. Wait, when, it's, uh when they're going crows to the Scarecrow's riding dirty? When when did this happen? It Just pay attention to the movie. He's he. It's I think it's in the they're going to the witch's castle or something, okay. and he's like got a gun, but he's like fumbling with it. He's not very good with it, but it's just like the dumbest one of them, the one without a what brain has a gun. <laughs> Don't give it to the coward lion. Don't give it to the Tin Man. Actually, it's probably good you didn't give it to the Tin Man without heartless a heart, bastard. heartless tin man. See, just, <laughs> just shoot everybody. Turn into Tinny Harry. Wow. Before. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go re- I haven't watched that movie in years, and the last time I watched it was while listening to Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Louis C.K. has a really great bit about The Wizard of Oz, how, um, how he wonders if uh, the Scarecrow, when they're like the- The monkeys are tearing him apart at the end. Right. Or towards the end. Uh, He goes, well, they took my left arm and they took it over there. And they took my right arm and they threw it over there. And he's like, do you think the the director was like, okay, could you just tone it down a little bit? Just a (laughs) bit? Just a touch? Uh, Okay, I can do that. All right. Action. (laughs) Well, they took my left arm and they... Okay, no, I said tone it down. There's no reason... I mean, I understand you're upset, but there's no reason to do that. Just stop. (laughs)
1: It's such a weird movie. It oh, is it is! Really it's horrifying, and everybody shows it to their kids, yeah, and it's yeah. freaking horrifying. Yeah, no. And most most people have some freak out about the flying monkeys or something from when they were a kid. <sighs> I I didn't like it when I was a kid. Not like I was afraid of it. Like, just like my boring. mom was like, "Look, it's Wizard Rob." I'm so excited because you know when when I was a kid, anyways, it came on every year around the same time. It would be on TV.
0: Yeah, you couldn't just get the DVD.
1: Right, or VHS you couldn't just go it. watch it. Right. Yeah. And uh, my mom sat me down, all excited to watch it. And bef- I don't even—I th- think before it even turned to color, I was like, "This is dumb. Can I go?"
0: <laughs> uh, you know the old lady who's the witch? Uh, she's in the beginning. Elmira Gulch. Yeah. Uh, she's obviously dead, right? She right. obviously is killed in the twister. Yeah. I don't think it's ever addressed, but she's obviously dead because at the end of the movie, spoiler oh, alert! Oh, okay, yeah, Dorothy yeah. Dorothy comes back. The the goddamn dog comes back. Right. She doesn't come back. Gulch isn't coming back for the dog. No. I'm assuming either she was murdered by the tornado or somebody went out and were like, hey, while this tornado's going on, I'm going to kill, that, kill bitch that bitch that's making everybody her. miserable.
1: No, I'm pretty sure the tornado killed her. They would call that natural causes.
0: Yeah, you, could, you can make it look like a tornado yeah. killed somebody, yeah, it's though. Totally, it's that's totally not hard. Nah. You, just, you just have to drive a splinter through their nah, eye. It's totally okay. Yeah.
1: Um, what do you got for music? For music, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh-huh, yes, yes.
0: A uh, little song by Queen. It's five minutes and 55 seconds long. Apparently, Queen's manager at the time, a guy named John Reed, played it to another artist he managed, and that other artist went, "Um, that's not going to happen. Like, You're going to fail miserably, because radio stations will not play that. It's way too long. And the manager's like, no, it's really good, though. And the other guy was like, well, they're not the Beatles, so they can't get away with playing a song that's over five minutes. It's just not going to happen. No radio station's going to give them that time. Uh, That other artist was Elton John. Really? Who was like, yeah, these? I mean, it's a good song, don't get me wrong, but there's no way that they're going to play it on the radio stations. And in fact, that was the case until some DJ that was friends with Freddie Mercury went, no, I'm just going to keep playing it. It just continues like once an hour would play the goddamn record. Really? Until, eventually, yeah, eventually uh, it took off in the UK, became a big hit, and crossover to the United States, became a big hit. And a lot of people actually credit the length of the song as to why it's a big hit, because it's chopped up into sections. And people say it really stood out, because all the other songs are so short at the time. Everybody else was like, oh, our song's two minutes, 30 seconds long. Yeah, three minutes, two minutes. That's fine. That's fine. So it was actually a bug, not a feature. A feature, not a bug, I mean. Um... What I, I love though is stories about songs that everyone was like, nah, it's just not gonna happen. Oh yeah. It's not gonna be a hit. What are you crazy? Oh, there's tons of that. Uh it mean, smells like Teen Spirit. Nirvana thought, like, no, this is just a joke. People are kinda like this. And we they thought of it as a parody song. Well they were
1: yeah, they thought they were ripping off the Pixies.
0: Yeah, and they are a little bit. It kinda sounds like gigantic by the Pixies, a little bit. But for the most part, it was their own creation and their own sound and style and went on to be the biggest song of the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know. I love stuff like that where people are like, ah, it's not going to happen.
1: That's fascinating. Yeah. Because yeah. I know the talk about the song length. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jude was one. That Same they thing. They were like, but no. They were you the Beatles.
0: You, you're not going to play the Beatles. Yeah. So and the,
1: well, and even the, at that point, even the Beatles were like, I don't care. Just put it out. Just put it out. And yeah. they're like, they'll play it. We're no, the Beatles.
0: Uh, I guess it wasn't Brian Epstein because I think he was dead. Maybe it was George Martin was like, no, the song's too long. We can't release yeah. it as a single. And John Lennon was like, the Beatles, we can do anything. Yeah, I can
1: do whatever I want. Do you, do you realize, like Paul Motherfucking McCartney? Yeah, you realize what we've done. <laughs> we could
0: put out ten minutes of us crapping into microphones.
1: Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could fart in a microphone for five minutes straight, and I it could, would be considered brilliant in its simplicity.
0: I could take this microphone, plug it in, hit record, and start beating you to death with it. Use that as the single. You want to do that, George, or do you want to release the goddamn song as it's written? That'd be the problem I'd have with being the Beatles. It's a good thing that those guys were the Beatles and not other <laughs> people, because it'd be hard not to let that power go to your head. There's very few, you know, examples of absolute pop culture power where you oh. could literally do anything. I'm the, yeah,
1: but they did. They had that. Um, I think um, Revolution Number Nine proves. Yeah, that they thought. We can do whatever the fuck we want. To an extent, I always skip that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my music thing. All right, what's your which uh, music I've, thing? I didn't realize this. I'm fascinated by this fact. Eminem, Guinness Book of World Record holder. For fastest rap song? For, uh... Uh... Blah, 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 blah. Fastest rap song. Basically... The most words in a single. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rap God. Most words in a hit single. Rap God by Eminem packs 1,560 f- words. Yeah, 1,560 words into a six-minute, four-second song. 4.28 words every second. Uh, hold on. In I mean, one 15-second 15 seg- 15 segment alone, Slim Shady spits out 97 words. That's 6.46 words per second.
0: Uh, yeah I, I will add the that little clip where he does that here in a second so you'll hear that. Yeah um, but I'm going to try to do it myself just looking at the lyrics okay because I, I I love that song and oh, I love great. this part of the song because it's phenomenal when you listen to it because it, it will it, I don't care if you're not a rap fan or not uh, or, or you are it will blow you away. It's just phenomenal. And it's, uh, someone Luma Dumaluma, you assuming I'm a human, what I gotta do to get it through you, I'm superhuman, see, I already screwed up, superhuman, innovative, animated rubber so that anything you say and ricochet enough of me, it'll glue to you, I'm never stating more than ever demonstrating yeah, how to give a motherfucking audience a feeling like it's levitating, never fading, and I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can say I fell off, they'll be celebrating, because I know that the way to get them motivated, I make elevating music, you make elevator music, it's just that? That's brilliant. You did really well. I did okay. But, I still
1: stumbled over like four but, or five but words. But it's nothing compared to Eminem. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Lyrics coming at you with
1: supersonic speed. Ah, uh,
0: summer, I'm a demon, I'm a you were human, I'm a human. What I gotta do to get it through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, and I made a rubber so that anything you say is singing off of me and into uh-huh. you. I'm devastating, more than ever, demonstrating how to give a motherfucker audience as I feel like I'm levitating, never fading. And I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can say I fell off. they be be celebrating 'cause I know
1: the way to get him motivated. I make elevating music. You make elevator music. So anyway, uh, yeah, no Eminem. Yeah, I love that the Guinness Book of Worlds Record most words in a single yep i'm fascinated by that um i i, I like the song anyways and i thought hey we'll talk about rap god because that's such a cool song i wonder if there's some cool fact about it and i looked it up was like there there is in there fact is a, a cool fair. fact about which it. is interesting about Guinness him, book of world Records. is he became which i'm fat when, when we were kids that was a big deal I don't think it's as big a deal <laughs> as it is anymore. But when we were kids... All right,
0: all right. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the The Guinness fat twins book? on minibikes! Fat mini twins bikes. On the motorcycle! <laughs> yes! That's the first thing that pops into my head every time. And I've referenced that, and you know what? No one ever goes, I don't know what you're talking about. What no, fat everybody twins. knows Everybody's the fat twins like, on the, the mini twins. bikes. Whatever happened to those fat yeah. motherfuckers? <laughs> What's sad is when you're fat... And your twin is fat is where you going to get your organs from when your kidneys (laughs) shut down from diabetes. (laughs) Where are you going to get them from? Where are you going to get that heart valve you need? You're going to get some pig? Yeah, you don't want that guy's
1: kidney. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: amazing. They were equally fat. Yeah, oh yeah. Do you think one of them was like, hey, Bill, come on. I I don't want to eat another Twinkie. You have to eat another Twinkie. (laughs) How are did we going to get in the book if we don't eat Twinkies? Did they just stay with each other and eat the same amount of food all the time? I guess so, yeah. They just split it evenly. Yep. And then bought giant vests. There are probably Siamese, <laughs> there are probably Siamese twins that don't match each other as well as those
1: goddamn <laughs> twins.
0: And they're both riding motorcycles.
1: If they were alive today, they'd have a TV show. Yeah. And it would probably be very popular and we would all watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's it for the show. (laughs) Thanks, guys.